We're here today at the Career Pro Podcast with Gerald Bonner. We're talking about the home run topic. Right. So let's just dispense with bios and get right into it. I want people to know a little bit more about you as we roll on. However, I think we should just jump in. What is this home run topic all about? Yeah, so um, the home run topic is um, how do you really differentiate yourself as a candidate and how does a company really understand if the candidate's really got potential? And that home run question is learning agility and the learning mindset. Now, the, you're talking about companies or organizations who are doing hiring and considering people for employment. Mm -hmm. And you're also talking about uh, what a, a, that candidate, we call them, we're in a political season now in 2020, but what that candidate who's running for the office of their next job, mm -hmm. how they should represent themselves. So define this, define this a little bit more. Yeah. So um, let's think about it. The future of, of work and, and the future of your employment is all about how well can you adapt and change and adapt and change, which means you have to have a learning mindset and you have to have a learning agility mindset. So if I'm coming in to an interview, I want to know what that company's philosophy is about learning and how they actually engage it and activate it. Likewise, if I'm interviewing somebody for a position and I need to know do they have a growth mindset and how do they, how do they learn, how do they uh, develop themselves? Because if they're just coming in and then they're going to six months from now, they're going to say, okay, so what's my learning? What's my career development plan? Well, how much are you spending on me? I'm very hard. Then I, I got a that's a red flag. Well, there's a. I think you may be assuming things that uh, that you know companies do a little bit here because I, I totally agree with you. This is a great topic and something to think about and something to ask for. But that's not necessarily people are just focused and companies often on. Let me. Just, do I have the requirements in the lead to to get this job? Mm -hmm. It's not about these other things. Why is this so important? That why do companies need to keep this in mind? Yes, yeah, so, so that's a really awesome question, John. Uh, this is really important because this is what's going to be going on tomorrow. And if you're already in the room with a candidate, that means that candidate's already got the skills for today. So I got you here today because you can do what I want you to do today. But can, will you adapt for what we're going to do tomorrow? And we don't even know what we're going to do tomorrow. Well, that's pretty advanced thinking because sometimes I think of, of, you consult with companies, right? Mm -hmm. And those companies need to change how they're thinking and hiring in other other ways. Is that true too? Uh, yes, they in do most right. cases. Yes, so they this, this because is you need companies that don't think like this need to think like this, and candidates need to take some ownership too of this process. We're talking about both, aren't we? The, you're spot on. We're talking about both, right? As a candidate, if I'm coming to you and I'm just waiting, like I, you know, so just a little bit of a backfill, during my 14 years in China, I talked to a lot of people. And I was working with this one young lady and I said to her, so you've been out of work for six months. What have you learned in six months? And you know what she said to me, John? Hmm. It floored me. I learned how to drive. I learned how to swim. I'm like... I don't care as an employer that you learned how to swim and learned how to drive a car. You're not applying for a taxi driver job. And you don't even need a job interview to become a Lyft or an Uber driver. So that's irrelevant to me. So, so you've got to be able to say, what do I... If, if you don't have a learning mentality and learning uh, a very vast, open, diverse learning mindset... And you're just waiting for me to put you in a class. Or as one client here recently said to us, most of the time our employees are saying to us, 
I want to learn something, send me to a conference. Well, that's not going to happen right now and today and what we're dealing with in, in, in 2020. Sure. We're in the March. virus crisis at the moment. That's, right. that's when you're, if you hear this and it's six months from down, right. everything's just fine. Yeah, okay. right, exactly. So thank you for <laughs> filling that in. Right, so you're not, you're not going on a plane. You're not going to be in a room. So, you know. But you ought to assume that anyway, even if it is that's right. all okay when we forget this that's right. a year from now. Right, a year from now, and, and uh, I have to be looking at people and going, what is this person doing to learn something this week without me writing a check? Wow. So that so you're thinking that the company needs to have that mindset too and interview for it. And what's the home run topic here for the for the candidate? What do they need to have in their brain right now, regardless of whether hiring gets cut back mm -hmm. during this virus issue or it continues to increase? We saw record jobs leading mm -hmm. right up to this at the last report of February 2020. So hiring at the moment is still on a high, high. Mm -hmm. uh, but why do candidates need to have this in mind regardless of the economic environment? So the candidates need to have it because the future work is your ability to shift and shift and shift. So um, one of my uh, associates in my network who is spectacular on this uh, topic is Heather McGowan. And I interviewed her for um, a magazine because she's coming out with her latest book. And we, she talked about Netflix. Netflix has, has been three different businesses. Hmm. Their first business was how do we manage, how do we manage the logistics of John O'Connor, you want a couple of DVDs, here's how we ship them, here's how we get them back, and how do we interest you into you know, ordering DVDs that are five years old, 10 years old, 20 years old. The second model was, okay, now we're going to streaming. And so this was all mail order. Right. In the beginning, it was all mail if order. If you don't know the company. Right. So, right. so it was all mail order. So the second shift was, okay, now we're going to start streaming video. Well, that took a whole different... Now we went from the mindset of a workforce that understood supply chain logistics to... IT stuff because is the pipes big enough? What device are they watching? How did 10,000 people watch the same movie uh, I Love uh, a Man Called Obi uh, on Wednesday night without getting glitches and you're at five minutes into the movie, I'm at a 45 minutes and the movie doesn't blow up. Hmm. And how do I do all that stuff, right? So, you know, it was all about bandwidth, it was all about technology, it was all about streaming multiple devices, multiple operating systems. Now, 40% of their revenue comes from original content creation. So now they're almost like a movie studio. They're beyond. Even if you, even if you don't like, which uh, some of the stuff on Netflix is not presentable to in my at least in in my mind, eighteen and under yes. <laughs> people. However, some of the production value of some of those shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, is quite unbelievable, right? Like, so, like the the costumes and the clothes and the just if you didn't even like the content and thought it was too R or X rated. I'm just telling you, you look at yeah. the investment they're putting into this. Exactly, because they've got the money now. Right. So they the investment they put into it, the fact that their employees. The workforce that they were recruiting, first they were recruiting people who understood logistics, mm. and they were recruiting people that understood IT delivery and bandwidth and all that high tech stuff. And now they're now they're also working with people that can produce movies. But if you're just a consumer sitting back, you don't look at the guts of the thing and go, "Look at as an entrepreneur, Gerald, I know you do, but look at how this was created and what did what would it have taken?" 
for you to go from the supply chain mindset person to someone who became an executive at that company. I think that's a little bit of what you're suggesting. That's right. How would you have made that move? You, if, if you just sat there and went, well, I'm on supply chain and, D, and, and Netflix said we're no longer a supply chain, uh, we don't need you anymore. You need another job at another you, company. You need another, you're leaving. You're out the door. Okay. Or you've shifted and said, I've learned this technology. Or you've shifted and said, I know how to do, I, how to run a camera. Or you've shifted and said, I can do customer service on the phone. But if you complained and were upset and enraged that the company would ever consider changing your job or doing that, where would it have gotten you with that negative mindset? It would have gotten you out the door. Right out the door. Right out the door. And maybe that was good for you because maybe you feel like that's all that you can do. But if you had this continuous learning, agile kind of mindset uh, at Netflix, where would you be today? You'd probably be, well, for sure you'd be a multimillionaire. Where would you, where multimillionaire. Would you, where would you want to be? Because you would have adapted. You would have adapted. If you wanted, if you, if you could have gotten, if you're inside the company and you and you get uh, you get the sniff that they're going to be into movie production and TV production and and you know content creation, uh, and that would be that was really your dream job. Well, there you go. You've got a path to that. What if someone's listening and says, you know what? That's all good. You guys talking like this, but you know, not everything's a. a crazy business like a Netflix. I'm, I'm with that person for the moment. I'll, I'll, I'll sit there with you and ask the same question. Why is this important to someone who's not in a Netflix to have this mindset? So, um, because if you're not in a company that's got this kind of mindset, your company's going out of business. If you're interviewing with a company, so I love the way you phrase that. So the candidate needs to be asking everybody they interview with two questions. One, tell me about the company's learning agility mindset and how does it impact you and how, does it, how do you complement it and what do you do to learn? Because if I'm interviewing with five people and four of them say, oh, well, what do you mean by learning? And you, know, you say, well, how many books do you read a month? How many uh, podcasts do you listen to? <laughs> That's pretty bold. It's bold, but do you want to be unemployed or do you want to be working? Do you, do you want to? So let's take BlackBerry for a second. BlackBerry is going through a major shift right now. And I bring them People up. People don't even know what BlackBerry okay, is. Okay, right. So today. BlackBerry was the first. Give us this history. BlackBerry was the first mobile device that sent secure email uh, through mobile devices. And they were, uh, there's a really good book about, out there. It's called Losing the Signal. It's all about how Blackfell, BlackBerry rate went um, really up to the top and how they fell apart. So BlackBerry fell apart. Two owners are gone, and the company's shifted to cybersecurity in mobile cars. Mm -hmm. Right? So BlackBerry sitting at this low bot is off the radar. Nobody thinks of them as, as a major company anymore. And two months ago, I read an article that Amazon just made a deal with them to work with them on autonomous vehicles. What people Why don't is know it? is Blackberries, they used to call them Crackberries That's because right. they, they were more prevalent than, at least in that time with the amount of people, That's right. than iPhones. Like you had to have one if you were That's cool right. and a business person. Okay, that's a little bit of the history. So a quite interesting mindset. Now, so, so, so hold on, let me, let me right, go back. So, please. So, so, so what what is BlackBerry doing right now? BlackBerry is looking at how to move data from autonomous vehicles to the cloud, and their cybersecurity is one of the best. Because if your car gets hacked while you're on the road, 
You run off the road, You man. run off the road, right. Your right. brakes don't work, right? So Amazon, why is Amazon interested in this? Because Amazon is like, well, all our autonomous vehicles that we're going to have deliver the packages need to have cybersecurity. We don't want an Amazon Prime truck running over five people. Got it. Right? So now, what if BlackBerry gets bought out by Amazon in, in five years? Because they want that technology. Interesting. Right? But... If you're not learning and you're not paying attention to the signals, so I give you another example of how you have to be learning. Intel, everybody's been talking about Intel. You know they're not making chips anymore. They're, the 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 big PCs are gone. The laptops are disappearing because it's all to the f mobile device. Th four or five years ago, Intel bought a company at Israel called Mobile Eye. Why would they buy a company called Mobile Eye? Because Mobile Eye was all about. Figuring out how do we make technology for the cars, right? How do we make because you know what? When you're driving at 70 miles an hour and a deer pops out, 5G is not fast enough to stop that car. All the computing has to be done on the car while the car is moving to stop the car from hitting that deer. Now, Intel, uh, so when Intel starts to, when this mo autonomous vehicles really start to get, go out and you got 10 million cars being manufactured with autonomous technology, you're not talking about one chip. You're talking about six, seven, eight chips on a car. So all of a sudden, Intel's making 80 million chips again for instead of for laptops for cars. So that's their production model. Their production's going to be ramping up again at some point. And nobody's thinking about this except for Intel. So this is how you got to figure out where are these companies going? What are they going to be doing next? Am I going to be sitting with Intel? Uh, am I going to be sitting with Amazon? Or am I sitting with some manufacturer that still hasn't reached, that is 20 years behind the curve and, and is and going as, out of business? Soon? As we look at this potential virus recession, virus-induced recession or whatever, because mm -hmm. we haven't used that word in a long time. Right. People don't, number one thing that I talk about as an experienced career advisor, advising people through many, of many, many crises, is number one thing we talked about just before we started the podcast, don't panic. But, if you, but in an interview, if you're not hearing back from these companies, my advice would be, and I think you will hopefully align with this, would be you should ask these questions. Mm, yeah. Maybe not as bold as Gerald Bonner gets, but let me tell you, you should ask me the, asking these questions because to, if you know and you need a job and it's you feel like, hey, I, I just need a job right now, but you better have it in the back of your mind that if they don't have that continuous learning, agile, we're going to and if they don't have that, you better know that and not get comfortable there. Exactly. Take it for the paycheck because loyalty is dead. And you need to pay your bills, so I totally agree with you. You and your audience, are, you're telling your audience the right things. Pay your bills, learn, keep learning, and then become. And so here's a great example: take the job to learn to pay your bills, and then go to night school and become a cybersecurity expert. Just saying, become a data scientist. But you got to be learning because if you're not learning to be a cybersecurity expert or a data scientist, that company is going to fold or it's not going to give you great raises. And it's always going to be a pay your bill. You know, they talk about um, they talk about there's three job roles in the world today. You take a job to pay your bills just to get, the, you know, put food on the table, which is, you know, level one. Of sure. Maslow. Rule number two is you got a career ladder, your purpose and calling. 
So if you're taking a job, take a job to pay your bills and figure out your purpose and calling and then get your education for your purpose and calling. That's how Zappos, Zappo, you want to work for the next Zappos. You want to work for the next. Um, Tell us about what the next Zappos looks like. What did Zappos do? Another so, so Zappos. So, so Zappos started off as a, a shoe, uh, uh, online shoe retailer. Yeah. And then they got a cobbler. A co- yeah, they <laughs> they sold shoes. So, at, at, and what you want to do is you want to be sitting there going, okay, so today Zappos, um, so Zappos Socials shoes online. They got bought by Amazon for one point one billion dollars in less than ten years of business. And how did they get bought? By that much, were they just? They just had because Amazon were they a loved cobbler? Were they just simply a cobbler? No, from the, start Amazon to loved the culture they had for customer service. Well, what was that? Well, they have these ten rules, and I can't remember the ten right. rules. But they, it, one of them is like you know they you must be one of the things that Zappo does is really unique is they're trying to do away with management. So they're all about Uh-oh. they're all about ha- how do we create happy employees that, that deliver on the bottom line mm-hmm. and make everybody happy and mm-hmm. make our customers. Zappos is famous. You pick up. We could pick up the phone right now and call Zappos and ask them anything we want about the coronavirus, and they would not hang up on us. That's crazy. That's crazy. You shouldn't do that. No, no, no. Right-minded business consultants would would ever tell you to do that. Actually, from the world's point of view. From the world's point of view, yes. But you go on YouTube and you look up Zappos customer service, mm-hmm. right? And you can find TV hosts that have nothing for the show plan. They go, "What's our show for today? Let's call Zappos uh, customer yeah, support right. and see if they'll hang up." So, <laughs> so they broke. They broke the mold. They didn't think like everyone else. Right. If you interviewed there, I, I, I'm sure that would have been hinted at the interview. That, that they didn't think like everyone else. That's you right. would be continuing to rethink. Mm-hmm. And you better have a new I- idea about how you handle customer service mm-hmm. if you're interviewing with us. That's right. And, and in fact, Zappos, and, and this is one of the things that Amazon took from Zappos, uh, Zappos has a, uh, a policy that, and, and Amazon also has the policy, Zappos says at some point after being hired, they sit every new and hire down. After onboarding them, they put a check for $2,000 in front of the person and say, if you don't like this job, you can leave right now and we're going to pay you $2,000. You know what's interesting, though, that I talk to companies today and uh, allow me this moment, you know, that are that have done that may lay off and a lot sometimes the conversation is what's the least we can do to get rid of this person in so many words like we're giving them pretty good severance mm-hmm. and I like what Zappos does from the beginning is say you know we in, in essence we want to help you find your next mission or fit some companies look at it and go look how do we risk mitigate how do they not write mean things on Glassdoor how do they do this and as an outplacement provider providing excellent services and personalized services that's a pet peeve because I think you should have a continuousing continuous improvement plan for those who are you're letting go because they might come back as a client a customer mm-hmm. a referral yep. so take care of them don't short short sheet them on the outplacement by just buying them off severance so I think this is a company culture mindset that right. you ought to know going in. Are they going to be like a company that I you know, just had to handle the other week where the, your last day is the HR person finding a box in the warehouse for you to box up and leave? Ooh, that's likely. I mean, just that's their exit strategy yeah. for folks. They don't know any better. Right. And, and so, no, you're, you're right on. So. If you don't even want to have the, if you don't want to have those kind of conversations, you want to you want to be with a company that's that 
that's clear up front that, hey, we're doing what we can to be ready for the future, not for the past. We're not looking to just survive today in the next year or two. We're looking right. three years down the road, four years down the road, five years down. The banking industry, what's it going to be like? Nobody knows, right? Uh, so, so if And if we face a crisis, what do we, you know, how are we going to handle that? Do we have people that we've encouraged to learn and continuously learn and bring those kind of culture fits in, who could adapt yeah. with us to change or a crisis, and we're going to take care of them. So you're saying be thoughtful, be wise, ask key questions, get, get ready, signal. own your own mentality and, and career, but also from the company point of view, what are you saying to them? Because that's who you consult with with your yeah. chaos so, business. That's, that's correct. So what, that's really interesting. You wouldn't believe how many companies we talk to and we say, how much are you spending on training? And outside of onboarding, it's zero. Now it should be. And they do. Some of them have the money, don't they? Oh yeah. Well, or well. So training. So first, first key indicator that something's wrong at that company. You have fifteen million dollar revenue a year, and you're not even budgeting training. Ew. <laughs> right. See, these are the little signals you got to pick up. You know, well, what you know, you ask, you go into a company, you're in it. You know, if, uh, if uh, I'm interviewing a company, if I'm a company interviewing candidates. I need to know, is this somebody that I'm going to spend you know, money on training and they're not going to apply it? right? So why do I want to send you to one week worth of training if you can't sit here and tell me how, what did you learn from a podcast and how did you apply it? So everything I've shared with you about BlackBerry and Amazon and Zappos, I learned from reading and listening to podcasts. Let me ask you something. Just, and I'm being, I want you to be a little, again, selfish about your company here because... I appreciate your time. This is really informative and insightful. What do companies need to do to change if they're sitting there going, yeah, you got me. That's who I am. That's who we are, Gerald. We're 15 to $30 million, and we're investing about nothing in training. Yeah. How can your company help them? Well, so what we can... Because so, this needs to change. Yeah. I'm for you getting out there and getting these companies doing this. Yeah, so, so one of the ways this changes is we are actually in uh, talking to a company right now where they're like, look, we have, we need to up our recognition and reward program. And we're like, okay, recognition for what? <laughs> Rewards for what? And then in another part of their documentation, they have their employee development plans and individual development plans, and what are they doing for career development and learning? I'm like, so how does John recognize Gerald is a learning, got a learning agility mindset? Uh, we don't know. Okay, well, how does Vincent understand Sally's got a learning agility mindset? So you we don't know. So we're going to go in there and have the employees tell us what do you think is the right behaviors for your organization to have a, so that you can spot it, I can spot it, everybody can spot it. And then at the end of the year, when we do the rewards and recognition program, we know who did what because we all saw it. If I'm walking down the hall and I see a Toastmasters club going on, I'm like, okay, they're learning. If I see people doing a book club, okay, they're learning. So you, so to wrap this up, because I, I love this conversation, we're going to have you back and talk more about this idea because we're continuously learning, and also we, you know, well, if we stay in this crisis for X amount of time, but for with with or without crisis, this is the mentality you need to yeah. have as a candidate yes. to to hit your home run. 
if you want to have the home run mentality as a company, you, what you're saying is you better get this mindset in there. How to do it is is in a way is what I do, what you, what we do as business consultants, HR consultants, corralling chaos as you do. And uh, but they need to change both yeah. candidate and company. If they're not a Zappos, they're not this mindset. You had better think differently. Yes. Is that the part of the message? Yes. So and the other part of the message is is. Stop thinking about my vacation time and my sick leave time and my healthcare <laughs> benefits because that's going to change every time you change jobs with another company. And just like that has a bar, there's a minimum bar that you know if I'm not if the company doesn't have a 401, if I don't get 10 days off in the first year, la di da di da, right? Those are all the simple that's a five-minute conversation that you find on a website. You don't need to be suspending a half an hour saying, how do I apply for a health insurance? It's, do you have long-term disability? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, great. Then I know I got something. Do you have a life insurance policy for me? Yes. Okay, great. I got something. So tell me, let's dig deep and spend 10 minutes on what is, how do you, how is the company, how does the company look for new, mo new business models down the road? How do you enter new markets? How do you create new products? Because if you're not talking about that stuff, the health insurance, the vacation, you're going to get plenty of vacation when they go out of business. <laughs> wow. I'm got, I, got, I, have, I have got to give you the last word. Look, we, we are not cavalier about this stuff. I know that you care about companies and want to see them have adapt more of this mindset. Look, mm -hmm. there's plenty of organizations that have gotten comfortable during a pretty good economic uptick, yeah. and some of them have remained and put themselves in an uncomfortable position to continue to reinvent. Same with candidates. Mm -hmm. If you're comfortable yeah. at your job, you you haven't learned much, you haven't done this, you think it's going to last forever, it's not. If, But to have this mindset is the right way to go about it. You're a part of that messaging. I, in my own way, am a part of it. I think that's the way to, to get to the better to better business for both. Mm -hmm. So you better have this mindset. All right, let me give you the last word. Look forward to our next conversation. Okay, so uh, I would just like to say that um, if, if uh, people want to see what learning agility looks like, I have an article on um, my LinkedIn profile, Gerald Bonner. Um, you can uh, see our, and we share a lot of stuff on, on our corralling. Uh, now I can't say my name. You can. I've said it a couple of times, no, but no, tell I mean, us how to get I, to your I, website, I'm, of course. I'm, I'm saying I can't, I can't get it out. So you can go to the follow Corralling Chaos on LinkedIn, and you can see the kind of content we post. We post content that says, are you thinking about X? Are you thinking about Y? Are you learning A? Are you learning B? You will never see a picture of us saying, hey, we're out here having lunch at, at a bar and, and, and <laughs> we're our friends. We never post that. That's, there's just no learning there. You know, it's, you saw last week, it was Raleigh, we're delivering training to Raleigh mm -hmm. Metro yep. Sherm. We, we don't sit there and go, okay, it's Friday, have a great weekend, thanks for coming by our, uh, our status update. You know, someone at your company may do that one day and you'll catch them, but, yeah. but again, you're on a mission to challenge and get companies moving forward. We're on a mission for that for candidates and companies as well, so I think at that point, we're, we're on some of the same mission. But yeah. Glad to have you here today, Gerald Bonner. Thank you, John.